Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yes, we're back for the Christmas special. Yes, we've only got fucking Greg Hemphill. Oh wow, what a guest! Scottish comedy legend, I would say. An absolute hero, and I remember we Ford was on the last New Year special, and he absolutely terrorised me. Did he really? Oh my! Ranger Christmas, didn't it? Was it two for the tackles all the way the whole time, and he didn't let up? Did he not? I don't know what I because I absolutely love still game, but I said that to him, and I don't know if he thought I was maybe taking a piss at me, but but. He's like, he him on listen, stop me, you, man. you can't have Ford on a football show. That's like asking a polar bear what its favourite beach is. He doesn't know anything about football. We thought he was at the wind-up, didn't we? Because nah, he said he never knew about the old firm and all that. Right. I don't know, we thought he was taking the piss maybe a wee bit. Uh, he, he knows about the old firm. Ah, of yeah. course. But he, he genuinely, I think he's been through about four or five games in his entire life. You'll need to watch that because it was relentless. Well, it went out like, it went out an hour before New Year, didn't it? And then you just got a... Oh my messages. god, everybody saying we've forced you to put your trousers down there. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just met Benny, your boy there, and I was like to Benny, I promise you, I got, I got, I got in the street and I said, Benny, please tell me your dad's not like we Ford. No, no, not against we Ford because he's a cracking guy, but I said, please say he's not like He'll love you calling him we Ford, we by Ford. the way. Oh, you will hate that, he? <laughs> Is he like that, but it's your own setting, that can be quite, no, hard to deal with, but own people and... No, no, he's he's a pussycat. He's my brother. You know what I mean? Nah. Yeah, yeah. We love each other, man. We, it's, it's, it's funny, you know. You work with somebody for twenty years. Brilliant, went into the way. Yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah. But, but when you were a young boy, you used to have a good time in your bedroom over Isa. <laughs> <laughs> So don't be a Seems a crack of it She always says that Because I love his wrist Watching Isaac Didn't you He broke his wrist No I absolutely Loved him No but you are a massive Still I was a big Chewing the fat fan Right Well I think I think I was Chewing the fat I must have just been Maybe just missed I remember it was amazing But still game was the one That changed everything All your mates When we watched it was Even still to this day Simon you're out in the pub Or you're with your mates that People still use the lines For still game It just took care Absolutely everything Have you got a favourite What did you prefer then? I think I preferred Doing still game actually Yeah Chewing the fat was great fun And people always ask Are you ever going to bring it back You know But you're like I'm 53 and balding now You know what I mean You're going to put a tracksuit on Like you're Ah, robbing a telly Or something There's a time in your life To do a sketch show That's when you're young And you know You have a million ideas And all that kind of stuff. Still game was a bit more long form and that kind of thing and those stories and you took longer You're to write You're still chewing the fat like. big man. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I wasn't like I say the other I, I didn't watch a lot of still game just kind of the highlight reels that float up every now and then but yeah. chewing the fat I was possibly <coughs> I like Ford the 
the big man and that. The big man, yeah. Was, Ronald Villiers was the best character of all time. Uh, he man. loved doing Ronald. I like the guy who's a whistler guy. Who's a whistler? Oh, yeah, I, don't, I think that, he knew somebody. Ford did the whistler. He knew somebody that had that affliction with their teeth. Aye, and uh, and I got and a free whistle myself, and I got these new teeth. <laughs> See, you do. I did. I honestly, when I got Belter. these new teeth, every time I spoke. There you go. Have That's you it. been any? You been good? I've been absolutely brand new. Yeah, and, run and, into Christmas and all that. It's and nice. there we go, Sai. Unbelievable. The new oh, best Scottish drink out just now. The no, best Scottish drink. Second best. Wild <laughs> thing's the best. <laughs> <laughs> you love I've heard all about thing. this wild thing. Actually, I was hoping to get a taste of it. Oh, I've got up the house. Are we going to get a wee taste? Yeah, yeah. You're going to have a wee taste of this right now. Well, we'll try it, aye. So do you, Should we have a dram? Talk us through the story you told us when you I were sent over the testers. Yeah, so we had, I don't know, what my, my, my pal Duncan sent me about the 10 or 15 I mean, of these little... I don't like them, really, Away from the whiskey, you don't really... Yeah, associate. Associate, yeah, exactly, you know what I mean? These little taster bottles, so he sent a bunch of them through, and I was tasting them and making tasting notes and all that, and then I ended up completely pissed, and I lost my notes, and I woke up in the morning, and I was like, well, there's one empty one, so that's the one we'll pick. Right. So that's what you're about to drink. Go on, I want to ask you a favourite um, still game episode. My favourite was Kerds. I love Kerds. When you were yeah, yeah. watching it through the window, the high flats, and we're looking down to the other high flats and, and peeking in because that happens, didn't it? That stuff, and it was. What, you staring at other people's houses? <laughs> I do that quite often. <laughs> we all do it, don't we? The hills have a wee peek, didn't you? There's a light on, you're getting a look at it. It's too hard just to pick one side because some of the episodes were just. Honestly, out of this world. How you just came oh. up with that is genius. Cares was a fun episode to do. It was a hard episode to do because we filmed it all in the, uh, I think it was, is it, I don't know, it's Jack or Victor's flat, I can't remember. And which is a set, you know, and you're on, set, on that set for an entire week. Oh, and wow. it was quite a frat house still game. It was a lot of wind-ups, a lot of mischief. And so when you're on, on one set for a whole week, it was bedlam, you know what I mean? Because the whole episode basically takes place in that, in that flat. What right? was your, what, I know it's so hard, but did you have a favourite? I did. Uh, my favourite episode was Drama. Where they go to the distillery. We went to Glen Goyne. Oh, I've seen that one. I've seen, seen that one. Did you get actually steaming? The, the, the very last scene at the bus stop, we were paralytic. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Because we've been drinking it all day. Because, and then the director said, right, no more whiskey for these guys. That said to the props guy, we want a tray and I want tea in the little shot glasses. But the props guy was a bit, a mischief maker as well. So he put little pink stickers on actual shots and said, here boys, see the ones that have got the stickers on? They're real whiskey. So we were picking out the real whiskeys from all the tea. Steaming. We were absolutely steaming. Oh, amazing, and it was some man. of the best acting we ever did. Was it no, did you pull two buds there? Am I right in saying that? We, there was, two, two, old there was uh, two, two ladies were um And you said you actually with. got off of them in real life as well as being <laughs> We're not method actors. Remember the one, it was a cracker, and you've done it about, it was the one, remember? That's no Troy Gardner. Bobby the Barman. Bobby the Barman. That was outstanding. But at Buchanan Street, they came up with ice Bobby was in a porno. Oh, was he? It was brilliant. I went up to Dundee United to, to do the draw. And I was like, oh, I hope it's going to be like when I was Rod Stewart did it and I'm getting half cut, you know what oh, I mean? Aye. But uh, it was, and there was a boy there with a Troy the Gardener tattoo on, on his arse. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he pulled it down and I've got my face, like right, face right next to his arse. Amazing, man. How's <laughs> that? You're fed on, do you know what? Was there a lot of football <laughs> chat on, the, on set? Was there a, a lot of football Winston chat, yeah. There was a lot of Celtic fans. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of, um, all the time. And sometimes when they got beat, a couple of the boys were a bit like, ooh, you know. My Andy's pals with eyes, isn't it? Am I right in saying I that? I know his eyes are well, eh? Andy Halliday knows eyes are well. promised Isaac was going to come on the show, but she couldn't date for whatever reason, wasn't it? We've had a few on, because Sanjeev done the hydro for us, didn't he? He done a VT with you for the hydro. Ah, you should get Jane on, actually. You really should, because you can. You'll, it'll be the easiest hour of your life. You'll just want, you'll want to have to speak. She'll I know, but I think he's done it himself watching her. I think we're casting. 
Right, get the whiskey. I've just tasted it. It's beautiful. No, you didn't. Then I tasted it. Right, Kevin, you get a wee dram, then you come on. Let's have a dram. Let's get a dram. Can we get glasses? Can we glass behind that bar? Not every day you get. Is anybody driving? Whiskey with it. He can't drive. He's got a scooter. You got a scooter? We scooted that I go about and filled oh, my test five times. Fantastic. What kind of scooter? scooter? Vespa? No, what's, what's the one that the boy sent, remember? Electro, electro. It's just a wee, with the wee one you go on, you charge it's up. It's only one he's allowed on. I've got Greg Kemp on you, I'm talking about fucking scooters. Sorry, but I could Wait, talk about still We're in the barras, <laughs> and there's a rumour that Still Game was bootlegged here in the barras before it was live on TV, is that true? It is true, it is true, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, Why did you choose here? Well, what happened was, uh, there was a couple of things happened. The first, we did the pilot, and then there was a nine-month gap before we did the first series. So the thing was sitting in the beeb for about nine months in the drawer somewhere, and then suddenly somebody was like, we got in a taxi for it, and the guy's like, seen your pilot, fantastic, absolutely fantastic. I'm like, how the fuck's he seen it? It's not, it's not how, it wasn't even broadcast. And he bought it down the barras for like a fiver on a little burn disc. No way. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's then, pretty cool, actually. So we're why was it sitting for so long? Uh, well, they were just kind of, we had to make some changes to the pilot. There was a couple of things that needed fixed. Uh, and so we had to, and then some actors weren't available, so things had to get reshot. So some, that's pretty normal for a pilot, you know what I mean? For it to sit for a little while. But we kind of took it as, oh man, people really want to see this. This is great, you know? So how did it end up from a pilot to ending up in the ballast? How did it get here? That, I is will never know. No, no I never, I'd love to interview the guy that, Snuck it in there. See, when you wrote Still Game, did you did you know straight away we've got a massive fit here? No, no, not particularly. I mean, the characters had ex existed for a while beforehand. We'd done them at the Edinburgh Festival, uh, and the show had gone down really well. And then we did them in Chewing the Fat, and we were like, oh, we really like these characters. And the writing for them came pretty easy, so it seemed like a good fit just to kind of move on to those characters, you know. After because Chewing the Fat uses up so many ideas, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a sketch show, you're like by series four, most people I know that have done sketch shows, Robert Florence or Lemmy, they all say the same thing. It gets it gets tough, you know, after about series two, series three, you're like, what are we going to do now? You know what I mean? Um, so that was why we wanted to move on to a sitcom. But what, see, see we, the, we still gave it in the older guys. Why? Because it was an unbelievable amount of amazing sketches in Tuna Fat. Why was that the one that he's went, that's what I'm going to go for? Maybe. Well, actually, the BBC had offered us two pilots. And so I'm not going to have any. I'm half a drink, you know. And you will be, man. I'm half a drink. <laughs> Come on, you know, you got a chance to have a, really? a drink with you. Sure, it's just, like just an easy one, Sai. Are you seriously off it? I don't like you drinking it, honestly. Right, boys, cheers. I never know when anybody's being serious here, you know what I mean? It's a riot. No, I, I always try to stay off it, honestly, sometimes. No, good for you, man. I'll drink yours. You drink mine as well. No, you need it. Hey, one you drink with. Hey, come on, Slade. You're going to drink with Greg Hamilton. Right. Really happen, right, take, take a drink. I get it, don't you? Uh, oh, beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> That's gorgeous, by the way. Oh, gold nice, watch. It's a gold watch. A good wee drama. Do you know what I think it's just would be nicer, though? A wee touch of wild thing in it. Wouldn't it? Nah, it would just make that wee edge, wouldn't it? I like it with a wee bit of, do like it with a bit of ginger ale, slice of lime, ice. I, I take it neat, but I, I, know what you're, I know where you're coming from with the mixes. Yeah, do yeah, I yeah. Do. But this just went unbelievable though, mate, hasn't it? It's been going great, yeah, absolutely great. Um, yeah, you just touch us golden. <laughs> yeah, can you, you touch in for us, please? Why did you not get asked him to sell your wild thing for you? I know, your wild thing's doing really well. Similar. <laughs> How's your sales? 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15 sales. Flying. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. get there. Mild thing. I'm sorry, man. Sorry, but uh, just no, back to you. Pilots. To pilot, we were talking about the, so we did a still game, wrote a script for the pilot, and then the BBC said, what about Ronald Villiers? And we were like, oh, Gallus. So we started writing that, and then Ford was like, I'm not into this. And that we were literally put it in a drawer, and it's probably still there to this day. We wrote about seventeen pages, I think, and we jumped onto. Why still was game. he there? 
I don't know. He just wasn't feeling it. It can happen sometimes with comedy, you know? Like, sometimes when we're writing a scene, halfway through, we'll be like, that's not happening. You can, right. just, you can feel it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like anything else. You just mm-hmm. go, no, it's, it's not, we're not there with it yet. Oh, yeah. What about the inspiration for the characters? Is that everyday Glasgow life? People uh, that you've yeah, met? it was family members, actually, because Ford and I used to exchange stories about the old people in our lives. Everybody's got quality old people in their lives, you know what I mean? Ford's had a, a, a fella called Uncle Barney. I had my granddad, Sammy, who I used to go and see him. He lived in Mary Hill. He was an absolute scream. He was from, from Castle Derg. Total riot. And I'd tell Ford stories about him and he would tell me stories about Barney. And we were like, there's got to be something in this because grandkids love old, their, you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Grandkids love their grandparents so much and they get to be a bit more mischievous than the parents, you know, because they're not the authority. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we just thought, let's, let's write these up. Let's write them up. And that's what we did. It's amazing. So, see, see, Winston is based on your dad, wasn't it? Exact same guy. Yeah, and that's why dad. I think so many people loved it because so many characters was like your mates or your family Aye, members. Relatable. Aye. Wasn't it? It was, it was, it was exactly like that. Now, Sai, as you know, there was a, it's a famous picture going about doing the rounds on social media. Your wife, yep. Juliet Ford, Karen Dunbar, Paul Riley, and Mark Cox round the corner from here. That's now, we're right. going to show the picture, Sai. Have you got the picture? To the picture's show? Going to get my glasses on. I was just saying it right. Yeah, I'm going to get this it. picture. Oh, look at the glasses. You've got amazing eyes, as people t- told you that before. Thanks very much, baby. Oh my god, man. <laughs> I actually could get have you seen his eyes, man? I know I can't even look at him more. Gorgeous. These glasses, right? I've got a gift to myself, right? I'm gonna treat myself to a nice pair of glasses because I love Roy Scheider and Jaws, so I bought these. Oh, right? what ISI. And then Jules looked at me and she you look like fucking Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I can't even wear them anymore. That's two Jeffrey Dahmers on here. <laughs> you got a brisket? Have you got the picture? I thought you had to say I'll get it out there now. Not a problem. But you get it? How often do you have a wee drum? Uh, maybe once a week. Yeah. Okay. Once, wow, a week. Look once I start, I can't stop. I'm going to show the cameras first because this is where we are right now. No way. Yeah. And look at that. What a picture that oh, is. Fantastic. Yeah, I remember How that. How many years ago was that, Sai? God, that would have been 1997 or 1996. 20 years ago. Yeah, 20 years ago. I really do. Honestly, amazing. So, how did you all meet each other? Uh, well, I met, uh, let's see now. So the, one of our producers, Rab Christie, I was in a comedy act with him and Bruce Morton, uh, who's a stand-up, lives on the south side. He, uh, we used to go around his house and play PlayStation. PlayStation 1. Do you like oh. the PlayStation? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, who came up with that line? I'm hitting out with my own part. That's rotten. <laughs> <laughs> who came up with that line? Ford and I, we came up with it. So, so, so I just cut in here. That's all right. Would, was it you and Ford that were... Wrote all the scripts. We wrote the scripts and I, I, we wrote them. I, I, we wrote them phonetically as well, so oh the London commissioners God. couldn't understand them because it was like it was like the you know like when the Bruins the little I, bit I, at the I, top. I, yeah, yeah. Wanny is it was written like Wanny is it wasn't it one of you? You know what I mean? So they <laughs> we'd send them the scripts for approval and they'd be like, yeah, they're fine. We think <laughs> that's how it went down. Honestly, oh man, we just we used to just sit around. Well, what we used to do is sit around the house and talk. And then we'd jump up and go, let's get that down on paper. It was almost like we were transcribing the pattern that we were hitting. Mm-hmm. With, you know what I mean? And we used to just sit and make ourselves laugh. That's kind of how it started, you know? That was the genesis. So by doing that, usually making each and all laugh, you could relate thinking the people would like this. Is that how, or did you think, you hope you would like it, or? It was more, if if we laugh at it, Aye. then other people hopefully will. You know what I mean? Yeah. We'll find like-minded people. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we, As long as we find it funny. We tried never to write anything or put a scene in that we didn't find funny. Yeah. And sometimes you would, you know, from getting it from paper to screen, you would lose a little bit in translation. Sometimes it didn't quite come out the way you wanted it to. Yeah. But most of the times, we, we were in good hands with Michael Hines. He directed Chewing the Fat and he was our director for Still Game as well. And was, it, was there a moment where you thought, right, this, everyone's got this, everyone loves it? There was, it really happened with Chewing the Fat, actually. It was series two. Series one didn't go that well. And it, it went okay. 
uh, there was, I don't know if you remember, there was sections in Tune the Fat, the first series where we would sit on a sofa just talking, which is what we used to do on the radio show. And I noticed I had my family up one time when they were watching the show. And then when those sections came on, they all started talking amongst themselves. And I was like, they don't like this. Right. And Ford oh, found the same God. thing. So we went back to the BBC and said, let's take these sections out and make it a, a, an absolute sketch show. Uh, 33% more fat or something, we said. And the second series, the viewing figures went from 21% up to about 60%. Um, and that's when we kind of knew, oh Christ, people are talking about this. And we recognised constantly. Yeah, well, at first, yeah, at first, yeah, it was it was nuts. Yeah, you know what I mean. It was cool. It was yeah. great. We loved it. We you were, were really happy. good. Remember the wee guy that says ice cream van? What do you want? A spatchy? Oh, I was like double winter. <laughs> were you really? Oh, the wee ginger guy. Remember so spatchy <laughs> fanny, and it comes back to last <laughs> on the last scene. And it's on right. every time. <laughs> that was funny. That sketch was like we wrote that, and we were like, oh, they'll never let us do this. They'll never let us do this. And we handed it in to Ewan Angus, who was our boss at the BBC at the time. And he was like, this is interesting. <laughs> and we were like, it's all right, we'll take it out. And he went, no, no, I think this, we should do this because you want to get, you want to have one sketch that people complain about, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think they're going to complain about this. <laughs> <laughs> is there things that you've done that you look back and think that would never be allowed to broadcast there, now? There are things that probably wouldn't go. What for, ones? Uh, I, I, I struggle to remember, but there was, there was ones that probably haven't aged well. But I think that one actually would be fine because I think it was a story about about power and about that woman putting those boys in their place because they shouldn't have said what they did. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think it was a good wee sketch. Who Your mum's a dinner lady and that happens to her regularly, doesn't she it? She doesn't want to Who were you closest to in, the, in set? Um, it, uh, for still game, mm -hmm. it was we were just all oh, we would all we didn't have separate trailers or anything. We would all just sit. Oh, just in together. We were down in Dumbarton and we all had a heater and we would all sit in a circle and just take the piss out of each other non-stop. It was brutal. And actually, I, I always felt bad for coast like you know like supporting actors and co-stars that would come in and a guest episode like Robbie Coltrane came in one and he mm -hmm. sat down and he was like, "You guys fucking talk to each other this all the time." I'm like, "Aye, pull up a seat." Love he was the bus. So he was the bus driver. Am I right? donut. Go yeah. anywhere, you donut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. You didn't know that line. I, well, I knew it was a bus driver. <laughs> we miss him badly. Miss him I know, badly. So sad. What other guest stars have been really good? Martin, uh, we was had Martin Compson was in it. Celia Imrie was in it. She was great. Uh, yeah, we've had tons of them over the years. But I think it was always hard on them, you know, to come in. I think to come into a like a moving. It's like jumping on a moving train. You know what I mean? It was yeah. like we're, we all knew each other and we were like family. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Still, I think are. they did struggle sometimes when they did come on and, and the way you were and the way you speak to each other. And we're like, Oof, what, am I, what if I can make it? You'd try to put them at their ease. We used to have a thing called quiz of ego. So at lunchtime we would have a quiz, and we would always bring them in and, and just take the piss. And it was just they would take the piss out of the quiz master of each other. It was brutal. Yeah. I mean, honestly, we'd all get fucking That's pulled right. up now. Oh, so no. would you act? Sorry, and sorry. also would you also like direct other people's scenes? Uh, no, Michael would always direct that. Right. We, we didn't take anything to do with the direction of the but show. But you just wrote everything, you and Ford? Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. That's genius, isn't it? So, Remember, sorry, sorry but when you've you wrote everything, you're acting it out, yeah. a lot of changing in that, or do you just kind of stick with what you think? Or the, yeah, I'll give you an example. ideas will pop up all the time, like... Yeah, no, that's a good... Uh, uh, there was a, I can think of a really good example to answer that question. There was one time where Jack and Victor go to university uh, to, and they just take the piss and don't study and they're going for their medical proficiency and then the very last scene of the episode there's a girl in the clansman at the quiz and she has her, her baby that was Kate Dickey and uh, so Jack and Victor come down and come down like that and then we're just looking at their faces and then they, they go, go I can see the heat of the baby and they just faint right do you remember that remember mm -hmm. that boom like that and as we did that Paul Riley was stood there and he went do you think it'd be really funny if you guys faint and then I see the baby's heat and then I faint <laughs> And we were like, ah, you fucking rat, you stole the punchline off us, that'd be really funny. <laughs> so we rehearsed it, me and fucking Ford fell like that, and Paul Riley fell. And guess who's at the bar? Gavin Mitchell, and Gavin goes, 
I think it'd be really funny if fucking Paul falls. <laughs> and then he says, and we're like, you fucking bastard. <laughs> and that's how that came about. So we were like, so, you yeah. bastard, you fucking hoovered the gag off us. Bobby, he went on the ending and I... So he got the ending. Oh, brilliant. Uh-huh. Remember the episode you went out to Canada? Yeah. Did yeah. you did you deal with that? Deal with that? We, because obviously you I put on a stone. Did. I was there for about a week. I put on fucking 14 pounds. Because they have like what this thing called craft services. So you just have hot food all the time. I'm just, I'm, I mean, eat could, you, could you next time you're going, give a shout? I'm up for that. <laughs> well, you like me a football, mate, aren't you? I like my football, I. Do you guys like the football? <laughs> <laughs> what did you make at Canada in the World Cup? I was, I, I was. The, I the, thought they were good, but he's not having them. I thought they were excellent. You're not having it at all, eh? Nah, no. Canada. Tactically naive. Uh-huh. You right. thought that, didn't you? But I thought maybe, as I've been mate. saying, some of the football I've watched has been dead boring. But do you know what? Canada went and had a go at it. I know that doesn't need COVID, but I thought they were outstanding. Well, you know, I think they got underestimated a little bit because they won their group. They beat Mexico, they beat the US, mm-hmm. qualified first. And then something just happened, I think. It was a bit like some of those Celtic Champions League games where they're like getting nine and ten chances, not getting any goals. Then the opposition would run out the park score. and score. Do you know that edge that we, they were missing? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's what happened to Canada. I think when they won, went one nil up uh, in the second game against Croatia, they should have changed their format, mm. and they didn't. And then, four band, and then Croatia yeah. just ran through them for the rest of the game. Mm. So, are you a Canada Canadian fan or are you a Scotland fan? Oh fuck me, that's a tough one. So, if it was a World Cup and they're playing well, Scotland, they're, they're, they're in the final. final. <laughs> But say it was an international friendly, who well, would you want This is a really easy hypothetical one because you, you, first of all, you got to imagine fucking Canada and Scotland in a World Cup. <laughs> Let's all try and imagine it, boys. <laughs> uh, I would probably cheer for Scotland. Would you you, move, you yeah. moved to Canada, obviously, in your younger years and then came back to Scotland. That's right, yeah. yeah. I take it you've spent more time in Scotland, would that be right? Or? Yes, yeah. I've got a brother in Cornwall and I've got a brother in Vancouver. So how long have you split the time between... I've been here since 1986. 86, yeah, right? So 26 yeah, yeah. years. Yeah. Is that even now 26? I think it's more than that. 36. 36, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've, I've been in my family's here. I came from Glasgow originally. So when I came back to Glasgow, I had aunts and uncles and grandparents and all that. I'd go and get my Sunday dinner. I, I was well looked after. I, I'd never lived in Glasgow, but I felt as if I had. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, what have you ever had any famous football fans, sorry, football players send their fans to the show? What a question. That's yeah. That's not even on the sheet. I've just came up with myself. Thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that, was so guy, that was fucking lovely. What a question, does, mate? Oh, oh God. Like, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, um, uh, there's a f- few of the boys of, of uh, over the years of, of, of that's the thing. It's been going for a long time. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, so you've seen generations of, of football players. Yeah. You know what I mean? Have you ever got friendly with them? Yeah, they're hard to get friendly with because yeah, you know they, they, it's a, they, well they have their world and stuff. You know what I mean? It's kind of. It must be difficult to let people into that. Mm-hmm. Actually, it was a bad question. I think. <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to use a name here, is he? Are you saying a name now? Of, of uh, famous football? Oh, my God. Uh, do you know, my mind's gone fucking right, bad. Right. question. You should no. never have asked it. Do you know what? <laughs> Give me a couple of minutes and I'll fucking shout it out. Right, I, remember, shout shout out I remember playing in England. Scott Brown! There you go. Sorry. I remember playing in England and we would switch on like the New Year special of... Was it Tune the Fat would be on the New Year special? Aye, aye. aye. And English players used to think, oh, this is great. We watch this every year. And I couldn't understand. How do you, how do, get, how do you get this? Because mm. we get it because we're from Scotland. It's Scottish part of where there's English boys. But I think that audience you had, mm. it was just that funny that you had to get it, if that makes sense. But yeah, still, think, still game part would be used within football clubs as well. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good point. Who was one that they would use? I remember. Just remember boys using it. Magic. I, I remember. <laughs> Good question, mate. Great question, man. <laughs> but see, I phoned you this morning. I mean, I, I can't believe this. You were the first host of Off the Ball, is that right? That's right. In 1994, so I How think did that come about? 
I had just come back from the World Cup. I went to, just to, as a fan, I went USA. to 1994 and the, the, I was in Orlando at the Citrus Bowl. And I saw all the games there. Jack Charlton and all that. Fantastic. Roy Keane played in that one, didn't he? 84. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 84, yeah. It was fantastic. And there was bo- empty bags of water all over the pitch because it was fucking so hot. It was like 32 degrees or something like that. Came back from there and uh, the, my pal Alan de Palette was a producer and he was starting up off the ball and he said, do you want to present it? I was like, yeah, sure. But after about a year, I was like, I'm fucking useless at this. T- Tam Cowan was running rings around me. You know what I mean? I didn't really feel as if it was my vocation. And I, I got an offer to do only an excuse with Johnny Watson. Tony Roper had just left. Right. So myself and Lewis McLeod, the mimic, we came, sort of stepped in and played supporting roles for Johnny. And I fucking loved it. We went to the pavilion. It was sold out. When they laughed in the pavilion, you could feel the heat on your face. You, you actually physically felt it. I was like, this is fucking great. So that compared to a radio studio where you're talking about fucking Burnt Island and all that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I just, it, was, it wasn't really for me. So and was it you that decided to leave off the ball? I, I left after a year and then Stuart came in and the two of them fucking, they took it to the next level. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's been uh, going forward. Did you feel uncomfortable doing it? I was just no... It wasn't that I felt uncomfortable. I just thought there's got to be somebody. It's weird. In my life, I've, I've been for auditions and gone, you know who you need to see for this part? You need to get this. Ah, my agent said, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. supposed to go. And it was a bit like that. I said, you can get somebody better than yeah. me for this. And, and they got Stuart. I think I'd rather... You see that about me every week, didn't you? <laughs> sure. Do you? Have you guys been on off the ball? I, I, I would think I'd rather be on off the ball if you were presenting rather than Tam and Stuart. Tam's Sometimes it like, <laughs> like love, it, yeah. Tam's amazing. Yeah. And Stuart's obviously of a different intellect. Mm-hmm. To me. a clever guy. And you're a clever guy. And sometimes some of the stuff he chats is like just because I'm over your head, and you're like, aye, okay, Stuart, you're just like yeah, yeah, nodding yeah, dog. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. Um, nah, the off the ball. Been in, you've been in off the ball. I've been off the ball a couple of times. Hey, right? you like you've been invited, mate. No? I enjoy it. I enjoy going oh. off the ball. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the right back, for, uh, it's just signed for Celtic. That's right. Aunty Johnson. Aunty Johnson. Is it Alistair Johnson? About, uh, is have you got any insight on well, him? Well, he, he comes to the team that you support, Montreal Impact. Yeah, I just saw that great photo of him and Juranovic going for the ball. I thought, I guess, look, one's going out and one's coming in. So he's off, and Yakimakis is off, I hear. Oh, is he? Well, I think he's angling, angling for a contract. Ah, he's angling for a move. I think that's a shame. I know, I would agree with that. Do you have a season ticket at Celtic? No, I had a season ticket. Oh, I used to go with Paul Riley, actually, about 20 years ago. I don't even know if Paul still has his, actually. It, it was impractical. To, to, you know, you can't get along every week, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was kind of... Um, and you don't... You feel like a fucking... Um, what do you call it? Sunny day fan when you're going like three mm, times a year, you know? Yeah. But great what days. Team was, what team was that? What era would that have been you were watching? It would have been Martin O'Neill's era. Oh, what a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if he's a Celtic. last week, uh-huh. Did you really? Great times on that team. Oh my God, yeah. Like when a, they won the treble, we ended up out on the piss and we ended up in the, in, with, partying with them, with the team. That's a story I wanted when you asked him. <laughs> 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 Martin O'Neill! <laughs> Neil Lennon! That's got a game going on. Have you ever hung about the football club? <laughs> so the treble, how, how did that, so you were at the game and were you invited into the dressing room? No, we, no we, weren't at the, we were at the game and then we went on the lash and then somebody said, oh, the Celtic team are down at this thing, let's go, let's go and gate crash it. And we went down and they let us in. There must have been about 20 of us. Uh, and we had a great time and Raymond, Ramon Vega was yeah. all the whole he's, team. he's got too much to say for himself I, I remember this <laughs> Henrik Larsson was gifted a golf club right and he I can't remember who gave it to him but everybody was pissed and he took the golf club out of this thing and he hit Paul Riley on the head with it and Paul Riley was like I'm never going to fucking wash that again <laughs> and Henrik Larsson's going to Paul Riley I'm really sorry and he's going it's alright big man it's alright it was fucking great was, and did, did Martin O'Neill did he send about the programme um, I think I, can't, I, I couldn't tell you if Let's he did or not. Let's just say you watched it. Just make it. Let's, yeah, you loved it. Yeah. <laughs> did you go to Seville? I did. 
Did you I went wow. to Seville, yeah, I went to Seville. You are a fucking Fairweather fanboy. <laughs> <laughs> How did you get to Seville? <laughs> I don't remember. But I was at Boa Vista for the semi-final oh, as well. Right. Wow. And I, I was absolutely steaming. And I had to, I remember when Henrik Larsson scored the goal, I had one hand over an eye because I was seeing double. So I was like that, watching the goal. And then we flew home and got tickets for the, the, the game, for the final and went. And my brother was there. He came over from Vancouver. It was a family affair, you know what I mean? It was good. There was a lot of people there. 80,000 people there. Who did you go to? Were you guys too young to go? Was that my family went, I didn't go. They were too young. Uh-huh. But that was the one they said to the fans were t- uh, putting the tickets to the beach boys and smacking them for the fans. That's right, yeah. To get them in, aye. Who did you go to Boa Vista? Pals. He only said Boa Vista so he could justify getting a ticket for the final. I went with Paul. I went with Paul Riley. So is he a massive Celtic fan? That's Winston, obviously. Winston. Yeah, I mean, I don't see Paul that. It's weird. We don't all hang out. So I, I haven't seen him for a little while, a couple of years, but I imagine he still is. Uh-huh. I think, yeah, you, you'd probably have a season ticket from his Because you've been using him more recently, you're obviously on a telly, a Celtic fan's hounding you when you're across there. No, 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 it's, it's great. I mean, it's, it's, you, it, you know what it's like? It's like, after two minutes, it's just, you're just chatting away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Uh-huh. I've got a good question. Go for it. Oh, fuck. <laughs> do you watch, do you watch still game? No, not particularly. I used to you used to have to watch it because we were producers on it, and so you had to watch it and stuff so that you you know everybody had to sign off on it and stuff. Oh, that scene needs to cut to this, cut to that, uh, and you would do all that and give them notes. But after that, when it went out on the TV, I, I didn't. I was kind of done with it by that point. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, it's a long gestation period. From like you write the script, then three months later you you do a second draft, then you film it. That takes about six weeks, and then it's about three months cutting it together and showing it to the audience, and then another two or three months before it's on the telly. Mm-hmm. By which time it's like canned tuna you know what I mean yeah. whereas when you do the hydro as you guys know that's like fresh fruit yeah right, I'm not being rude here but I've just remembered this oh my I can't believe he was on the show and we've never even spoke about this so he I'm a, I'm a manager of a team now we, we, we've taken oh, over brilliant. a team Fantastic. he's my first team coach as assistant manager here okay that is them what does that remind you <laughs> <laughs> the sketch we did yeah, exact same. <laughs> that looks like me in the audience on my phone. Look, look, look at that camera. I just remembered when he was because it was on there about the assistant manager. Oh, but that's another God. one again. Side that. that's legendary, isn't it? That, that, that happens so many times. You know what I mean? And so many people relate it to. But obviously, that they, sketch. They, they did it, and you and Dale just said to yourself, "Why don't we act like the two and still game?" <laughs> Be better off. <laughs> that is fucking brilliant. And how right? are you enjoying coaching? I enjoy it. I think um, he's the manager. He's he's out of this world, so still <laughs> learning a lot. Still obviously yeah. learning a lot. I think it's hard because I, I, when I when I go into a, a changing room, I quite love having a laugh with the boys. Right. And then something you you think, I'm a coach, I'm meant to be learning them and helping them with football. Yeah. And then I went he's up doing and, himself the service. No, no, so we, uh, what happened was we went up a away trip um, with the Scottish That Cup. was that one. That was, that, was that game actually. So on the way back, we got a great win. So all the boys had a drink on the way back. So I had a few drinks and by the end of the trip, I'm getting soft up the bus, ball up naked, and I just slap my ass. And then I thought, what first team coach would ever do that? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> do you know what I mean? So, you, you, baby. So exactly. Yeah. So You're I, not I, like other first team coaches. No, I well, certainly know. So just I, I, for, for that I side of things, I probably just need to. Mm. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. 
Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. A bit better that way, but slap that. Wait a minute, just stand there a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, But my. it can be a frustrating thing when you're an ex-player, though, because you're, you'll always be a player, you know what I mean? It's that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I remember speaking to Alec McLeish about this, and I said, "Is it?" he was a manager of Motherwell at the time, and I said, is it hard, you know, when you're a player? He said, it is hard, because... You're wanting to, he says you're wanting the guy to kick it at that moment because that's right. what you would do. Yeah. You know, because yeah. you're still programmed that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if they're not doing exactly what you would do in that time, yeah. you know what I mean? Did, I you, play, did you play, Greg? I, I played, but not to any level. You know what I mean? Were you good? No, I was, I, I, no was, I was all right. So what age did you leave? Was it Springburn you were from? Springburn, yeah. So what age did you leave to go to Canada at Springburn? I think I was about three or four or something. So you never really like played kids football at school level? No, no. We arrived in Canada the year before the Olympics, 1975. Right. And then what did you get straight into ice hockey? Yeah, or? Ice My hockey younger brother got into ice hockey, but there was a huge, at the time, there was a really big European network of, you know, like, ex, like, Hungarians who all found football in, on the West Island of Montreal. Right. Great coaches, you know, great ex players, a really good community. And we sort of fell into that, you know. But back in those days, it, it, football wasn't what it is in North no, America now, right. you know what I mean? Just, I remember even for yeah. the World Cup in 1994, the commentators were like, nobody's going to come to this. Yeah. What fucking. Ah, it was heaving. It was absolutely heaving. It was an absolute spectacle. Are you going to go yeah. to the next one? Two thousand. Can- that's Canada, USA, and Mexico. Mexico. Stay at your stay family. My brother's gaff. Aye. Oh, that'd be that'd brilliant, be man. So I wonder how they're going to he's work. He's got eyes like you. I'll end up jumping in bed. He flies. He he's got a little Cessna plane. He's he's always loved flying. And years and years ago, he took his pilot's license. Wow. And he he flies to his work. He works. He lives in Vancouver Island, and he flies to his work on Vancouver in the mainland, which is where the the games are. So he said, "Greg, you can come over and and." We'll fly. I says, fucking no, I'm not flying with you. I'm my brother, man. We used to watch fucking Friends and Cheers together. I'm not getting in a plane with him. Uh, we could do a podcast for the plane. That'd be, that'd be unreal. <laughs> for the pilot's egg. Uh, well, what's it called? Steve Comfort. Comfort. was, we was actually, he was, he ended up in Still Game, my older brother. He, uh, was wow. the lift, the lift operator in the CN Tower in the episode oh, in Canada. Oh, right. Do you remember that? Yeah. I don't know if you remember that. He came in and we just we stood behind the camera and took the piss out of him, made him, made him fluff up his lines. It was great. <laughs> Michael, our director, was like, "You need to leave Malone. He's not an actor." <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> <It's> my brother. <laughs> so, so, so on that sketch, obviously, you've said Ford wasn't interested in football. So, where did you get the inspiration for the assistant manager? Was it a coach or a manager? You had as a honest to God, or? I couldn't even tell you. I don't yeah. even know if we wrote that joke. We had such a great team of writers. The first series, Ford and I wrote most of it. And then we had like Noddy, who directs, uh, you know, Gary Tank Commander and the Scots and Berniston and all that. He wrote for it. Uh, Rab Christie wrote for it. We had so, and then by series two, three, and four, we wrote a lot less. And we had, you know, Robert yeah. Florence and Ian Connell. They they got started on on tune the fact they wrote the Big Man, you know, for four. Uh, and so we had a, you know, like at the first it was like we had to do it all. But by series two, three, four. Stuff was coming in because the show had been on TV. People knew how to write specific characters for what we were looking for. 
and it was great. And so I couldn't tell you who wrote that joke right, as okay. well. Yeah. See what you're saying about your brother as well, where you were kind of heckling him while he was doing his scene. Was there a particular right. scene in like chewing the fat or still game where you just burst out laughing every time he's done it? Oh my god, Mark Cox was the worst corpser. They call it corpsing when you kind of get you kind of get through. Like he he had had such bizarre turns of phrases. Like he'd say something just a little bit different, or sometimes he'd get two words around the wrong way. And then you couldn't keep it together. And because we couldn't keep it together, he couldn't keep it together. And Michael would be like, for fuck's sake, guys, come on. It's been like 40 minutes here. We've fucking filmed nothing. <laughs> it's, not like, so it's the best, isn't it? It's, it's a lovely feeling, isn't it? It's the best feeling. Oh. Mark Cox is the tight guy, isn't he? He's the tight guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Tam. Tam, that's right. He's a hero, Tam. Tam, I think he's my favourite. Oh, man, he's a very funny boy. No, we're nobody's favourite. People go, I love Naveed. I love Isa. You're fucking D, right? Oh, shy, 20 year anniversary. Unbelievable. Do you look back and just think it's incredible what we've actually done? Uh, we, I certainly look back with pride. I mean, it's you know, I, you, you don't know how many of these opportunities you're going to get in your mm. lifetime. And I think that, that was a, you know, when people shout the character's name to you in the street, some days you're feel, not feeling it. Oh, Other yeah. days you're like, oh, man, that's so cool. You, know, you get annoyed you, didn't you? No, you get that, didn't you? Some days you walk down that street and they shout, Slaney, you're like, what's happening in all days? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I'm no good by that. Are you not? No, I have I to say, I've... my mind. It's no way, people are amazing, but it's just been me some days. I do you feel guilty like sometimes when, you, when you're walking down the street and whatever's happening, you know, say away from just normal life reality, if you've got a, something in your head or somebody shouted, Craig, Craig, or whatever, and repeated a sketch of some sort and you're like, Honestly, the the honest answer to that is no, because if nobody was watching it, you wouldn't get that at Ah, all. So it is a really big compliment. And there's something really cool that happens because it feels like a very Scottish thing. You'll be abroad and you're just walking about, you know, having a good time. And then suddenly you'll see this kind of wee pale face, just a a face you've never seen before going like that. Fucking yes, man. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, all right, brother, how you doing? And you go straight up and it's like a secret club. Do you know what I mean? Uh And that's happened to me at the top of the Eiffel Tower. It's happened to me at places like that. You know, somebody going, all right, man, how you doing? That's brilliant. That's magic. That's pretty cool. Are you you touring in there? Uh, we are whiskey? doing. We're doing a, a sign-in on Thursday um, at the Dirty Duchess. Oh, what a pub? So what a great pub. pub. Yeah, we're doing pub. a signing in Inverness, and I think where's the other signing? Is it? El- it's not Elgin, is it? Uh, Balak. So we see when you close to Elgin. Balak. Do you do a wee show when you get there? Reach a wee speech. We fucking wig on and all that. <laughs> you sketch. Is it just like a signing or? It's just a signing. It's just a signing. Yeah. Now you're going to kill me here, right? But I would, and, and I know it's it's, it's been in. You've done so much work, but I think New Year's hugging me and is rubbish. I don't enjoy the TV. And it's no disrespect to him, but I would. Would you ever come back to a spinner show for sure. hugging me? I'm doing a show this New Year, and I did one last year. So thanks a fucking lot. I thought you that one. <laughs> 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 I must have missed that man. It's fucking passionate, isn't it? Any plans to bring it back? Beautiful. I didn't see that man. You were in no, the you, other one. It was um, I, Channel Four. Ah. I was watching. You didn't have Channel Four. Channel Four. Did you know? We did a show last year called Queen of the New Year, and it's a oh, sketch show. And we did it. Again. <laughs> and it was really good fun. We've got a great cast this year, and it's nice to kind of uh, encourage younger performers and give them a chance to. To do their thing. Well, John Higgins, you know his son, I mean? he's into that. Pierce, he's, uh, Pierce is, he's, new to, he, he's trying to get into the, he's doing his, his stand up, isn't he? Yeah. So, yeah. as you say, it's great to give guys like that an opportunity. Who's, oh, have you done stand up? I did it once. Is it brutal? It's, I, I was not very good at it. I was like, I, you know, you see Kevin Bridges and stuff, and when he's on at the Hydro, and the way he works, they work so smart and so clinical. They'll, they'll work through clubs 
they treat the club like a gym and then for a year they'll be in the club honing material and by the time they get to the hydro that he knows it he knows yeah, it works you know what i mean and i think that's where the that, that kind of professionalism was completely lacking i was like ah, i'm going to be a stand-up now and i wrote 20 minutes which you don't do you write no. two minutes try it out three in. i wrote 20 minutes and i was like hey everybody and i was like fuck i'm dying on my ass was it and terrible it was pretty brutal yeah it was absolutely fucking brutal and then the last five minutes i had this routine about elvis and it got big laughs so that was enough for me to go oh, i should try it again but i'd lost my nerve by that point yeah. what i should have done was done three minutes and gone out and done that what is it you did for three minutes? Oh, beat one. No, 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 I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to go there. So, 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 nerves for stand up? Is it a different nerves when there's a, a team way at the Hydro? It is. It really is. And I think the reason is because they're not there to see me or Ford. They're there to see Jack and Victor and Isa. And you, you know, you're that suit that you wear, the hat and the mustache, is like a suit of armor. Oh, so you can walk out in front of ten thousand people and you're like, this is cool. I've got yeah. my suit on. I'm good. Whereas a stand up, it's just a microphone and them. And a spotlight, you know what I mean? And, and it's them, it's not a character, you know what I mean? Uh, I think that's, I, I'm full of admiration for anybody that can do stand-up well. Yeah. Kevin and Frankie and people like that. Yeah, they're good. How many shows did you take the Hydro? You took the piss, didn't you? Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> we did a wee bit, I. Well, we did uh, 21 shows the first time and then wow. we did 15 and then we did another 15. The year we did the first one though, Monty Python were on in London in the summer and they did 10 shows. And we were like, we fucking done more than Monty Python. What did you guys think when you did the Hydro? How was it? Excellent. I, it was amazing. I get slaughtered two shows in a row. Brilliant for me. But no, but what an experience. Do you think that's where, well, the boys were only fair, but I'm two minutes for there. Mm -hmm. Grew up there. And yeah. he'd be performing there. And it is, we, we found, I think if you're, as, as you said, going up as, as a, maybe as a stand-up comedian at yourself, but us going up together, when you're up there, the nerves just completely goes, doesn't it? Right, so yeah. I the minute know. before you go into the right, it's the worst feeling that anticipation. Anticipation, and you go out, obviously you've done it up the steps, yeah. out you go, and you don't actually see anybody because the no. lights are absolutely... Yeah. And then you're like, the closer you're like, oh God, the, the height of this bloody place. Aye, you almost get vertigo, don't Aye. you? You actually feel and like... And you think to yourself, how were you able to walk out into a football stadium with 40,000, 50,000 people in broad daylight, but you can't walk out in a dark room... With 12, 13,000. It was a strange just feeling. Actually, just a different act because football's your, our comfort zone. Yeah. With your comfort zone acting and putting on a show. Mm -hmm. Whereas we were just three guys, four guys at a time doing a podcast, going out to 12,000 people and trying to entertain them. But think about that. You'd, you'd started out doing a podcast and then you're filling the hydro. That's, so we bit like actually think about it. I know they're near on the same level as you guys. Um, a wee bit like similar to the still game type of thing, innit? They mm -hmm. captured the crowd, the, the audience. Ah, listen, then, listen, I shouldn't even put it in the same setting. Well, but my boy can't, my boy can't just We should try 15 shows, shouldn't we? <laughs> do you just have a wee drink before you've got it? No, we, I'll tell you what we, we used to do. Somebody found this thing, it was, <laughs> it was called liquid testosterone, right? It was like a little tube. It looked like fucking lube or something. It looked, it looked a bit fucking suspect. Said on it, <laughs> liquid testosterone. And bodybuilders would t put it on their body before they would do a session right. in a way. So me and Ford are like, fucking gee that, put it on our chest, rub it in, you're like, fucking yeah, man, let's go. <laughs> it was wild. Right. Oh, must be a liquid testosterone. Just the two of you in a dressing room, didn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought you'd be saying that. Hey, listen, we, we, we're very close. <laughs> hey, we, he, we, when we found the biggest shite ever in a toilet pan, he had hydro, didn't he? Remember the one he laid out? A big innocent. Hey, Kev, done that. A big innocent, he'd done it. Did. Did. Did I leave oh, a big one? Mate, he left a big innocent. I had to go for a shower after it. What was a shocker, wasn't it? What about after the show, if you surely have a wee... Couple of beers and a couple of whiskey. Oh, down. absolutely, absolutely. We used to go downstairs and we'd have guests and stuff. People would come and see you, and you'd sit and just kind of. One, I mean, if you did, you know, if you did two or three shows at the Hydro, 
after you, you're always nervous, but it, it, it's easier ah, each, it each easier. time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So after a while, it's like it's a theatre show. Yeah. You know, that's what How it was the social side when you were in uh, chewing the fat and still game amongst the cast? Oh, we used to go on the piss all the time. We used to go out and we went places, went to Amsterdam together. We would hang out. And then you kind of, you've done that, you know what I mean? And so you can, and then, you know, you have raise a family or whatever, you settle down, chill out a little bit. Uh, who was so, the best on a night out? Sorry, just. Oh God, who was the wildest? Fucking Ford. Did you have a favourite? Ford, is it? Yeah. Did you have a favourite haunt in Glasgow? Did I what? Did you have like a favourite place? You place? Go. We used to go to the Lismore down in, in Partick. Used to do, Partick, used to do a Partick pub crawl. Uh, where else? Oran Moore used to pop in there. Aye. West End wankers, you know what I mean? Uh -huh. That's what say. <laughs> I remember Ford was, hang Ford was hanging about oh, the view. Judge you. Remember that? Ford was hanging about with the view for a while, wasn't he? Was he? Uh, the band. Oh, yeah, they yeah, done I think Dundee, he does. Uh, Kyle, uh, Kyle, that's right. Yeah. I mean, Kyle were pally for a while, I remember that. Yeah, uh, up in Dundee, aye, aye. Was that's it no? Cool. Was it, see, with the amount of hydro shows and the did it become a hell of a lot though for you? No, you, 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 it, when you're in the middle of it, it's kind of like, you sort of forget to appreciate it. It can be like, right, we need to get this and make sure it's good and make sure it's entertaining. And then you spat out the other end of it and you're like, well, it's over. You know what I mean? See, but I, sorry. See, on that, we obviously had to rehearse our production beforehand. Did you have to rehearse each production that you used did, even though you were repeating it? Yeah. Every night, did you still do a, like a production beforehand? Yeah. Just to you make sure it all went swimming the well? We had five weeks. So you'd, we would come in, come in, whenever the hydro was, you'd come in five weeks before that, rehearse every single scene the whole time until it's wow. running like a Swiss watch. Even you know? though you knew in your head and as mm. if it was like second nature, like jumping into a car, yeah. turning the engine on and away you go, you yeah. still did that every day just to make sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. so on his question of being hard work, did it, that's what I'm trying to relate to. Like, did you just some nights turn up at it's five o'clock ready to start at eight or were you in there at one o'clock every day? No, you would, once the show was up and running, you would just come in, it's called right. a half hour call, you come in about 35 minutes before the curtain up. And then, then that way the stage manager knows that everybody's in and you're ready to go. There's no problems. But it was cool because you'd come out the hydro and that wee slip road, I could be back at my house in eight minutes. Aye. And mm -hmm. I'm sitting in front of the telly in a dressing gown with, with a glass of whiskey or something. I was like, less than 10 minutes after being on the stage. Ah, you know, I remember the time I remember time when I worked with DPD delivering the parcels up the West End. I remember delivering a parcel to you and I'm not reminded what you answered the door with on that day, but... What was it? Oh, of course. That, was it that lube all over his chest? Aye. It was the back <laughs> Liquid testosterone. <laughs> Dressing guy, looked like spud at her. Was that like, it's my parcel arrived, good man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's happened to this driver? <laughs> when did you decide to, to do the hydro? Because after still game, what was the break before you done the hydro? It was seven years. So we finished the show in 2007. I was living in America at the time. And I remember calling Ford up. I said, see that building down at the... Clyde that they're building. He said, do you think we could, we could fill that? And he was like, oh, fuck, I don't know. And we hadn't really seen that much of each other and we were doing other stuff in that time. But both of us felt that there were still stories to tell and we'd never finished the show. And that was one of the things that we thought, let's bring it back, but let's bring it back as a stage show and then we'll see what happens. So we did that. Uh, the hydro was still getting built and then they had the fire. Remember they had the fire at the hydro when yep. they were building yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And it, it was delayed and then we, but we went to, we announced the show a year before the show was on. So we announced it in October 2013 and we were standing in the place and the, and the press are going, what are you going to do here? What the fuck? Are, what are you, what? And we were like, yeah, we'll think of something. You know? So had, 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 you had hadn't planned the show at that point. We had a year to plan it and we had all different ideas. We were going to do a game show. We were going to do a best of and take three episodes and then we watched all the episodes and we're like, what are we talking about? Let's just write a new thing. Let's write a new story. So that's what we did. Was that's it so hard? Was it I know it is, but was it completely different from what you've done on the TV and then put it on 
der Stage? Totally. I, I mean, it's the Hydra is unusual because it's not a theater in the traditional sense because most people watch it on the TV screens. Yeah. If you're 10 or 15 rows back from the front, you tend to watch the screens, which means that you can be much more nuanced in your acting. Most theater acting, you have to be quite broad. Uh, but at the Hydro, you're kind of doing it like a television performance because the cameras are picking you up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not that different, but the, the noise is, is different. You know what I mean? That's, it's, it's there's no feeling like and it. And was that you and Ford that came up with that script as well for the Hydro? We wrote the Hydro scripts, yeah. But we would get the cast up three or four times. We'd get around the table, we'd have a drink and read the, the, the scripts and then we would make cuts and changes and then go back and do it again and back and do it again. The difference with the Hydro is that, that you don't want any... You don't. You can't go two pages without a laugh. You can't, yeah. you can't even go half a page. No, you so you want to make sure it's just kind of... But that was great fun. You know, Ford and I would, would love that. Because Ford was a stand-up to begin with. So we both knew what it felt like to be standing. You had to have the goods. You know what yeah. I mean? You had to have them. Why was there such a break? The six, seven years you didn't Oh, we were burned out, man. Just we were too too much yeah, fun. we were fucking... We'd done Chewing the Fat for four years and then we did Still Game for six years. And we were just like... It was a treadmill, you know. Once you finished, you started the scripts for the next one. And, you know, we were getting ratty with each other and stuff. And we're like, let's take a break. So we took a break mm. and went and did other stuff. And then you get refreshed and then you're ready to go again, you know. But seven years, it, it, it went by like seven minutes. It didn't feel like seven years. So did you, see, at that time, did you think, wait, there is, we will go back to Still Game? No, actually, we didn't. We had never, we'd never entertained the prospect of, of bringing it back until we had that conversation. And it was weird because he was like, give me a minute. And then he called back and went, I'm in. And I was like, that's fucking cool. Can you always tell what he's thinking for, if he's got that sort of relationship? Ah, we finish each other's sentences a bit like Jack and Victor. You do do that, you know what I mean? And he's got one of the fastest minds. <laughs> you yeah, probably yeah. found out that day. So do you he just fucking super lightning. fast. Oh, like, man, he's super fast. The fastest mind I've ever seen. Do you just know each other from BB, like, working with the BBC or did you know yourselves before that? We or? knew each other on the stand-up circuit. Right. So I think Ford and I, I was in a three-man act and Ford was a solo act. We started around about the same time and then he went into a double act with a guy called John Paul Leach, who's now a brain surgeon. Uh, and we would go to Bruce Morton's house and just hang out and we just made each other laugh and had a good time. And then one time we went to Bruce's house and he opened the door a little bit. We've spoke about this before. He opened the door and was like, you can't come in, I've got a girl here. And we were like, ah, fuck's sake. We were supposed to be coming up tonight and watch Baywatch or some fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, go away. So we went to the pub and we just hit it off and then we started sure. writing together. And did you, did you ever think, it, and I always say that we'd get to this stage that it's got to no, I, I get no. I mean, it's kind of it's it's weird. You don't you don't plan for anything really, especially when you're young. You know, you're just mean? a total. So he's went to the pub and just decided, why don't we do this? Just yeah. like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then just start bouncing off each other. Yeah, we did, we did. We did a. Somebody had said to us, "There's a the shinty's coming on in the summer. BBC Scotland's covering the shinty, and there's a half hour for comedy. So we're looking for submissions. So Ford and I, he, he had a little Walkman or a Discman, and we had two little microphones, and we did about thirty minutes of stuff and sent it in, and they gave us what then became Chewing the Fat. So we wrote sketches, we played music, and we did banter, just sit, us sitting, like what you guys do, you know what I mean? Just crack, that kind of uh, stuff. Yeah. And then uh, that was, we did that for two years, and then we got a commission to do it on the TV. Last question, how much money have you actually made? <laughs> <laughs> it's all in the whiskey, my friend. It's all in the gold watches. Well, <laughs> the, your New Year show is absolutely outrageous. It's amazing. I honestly do think so. I thought you hated New Year shows. That one's amazing, honestly. <laughs> no. no, but Wilder, and I don't want to put this spot, but is there any wee chance that still game or in fact will ever make an appearance back on the TV? It's not for me to say no, because you never say never. And if you'd asked me that in 2008, I would have said, no, 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 it's done. But and then it came back. So I don't know. You know, mm. probably not. 
There's because de- probably not, but there's definitely a, a, an appetite for it within fans. Eh? I oh, think Hogmanay's calling. Hogmanay, like we, we, I think, are like when I was growing up, only an excuse was a big deal. We, mm-hmm. like you say, Jonathan Watson and obviously the guys that did all that shit, and that was always a highlight every new year. Right, right. A special still game would be a. But not at Hogmanay, because that's Queen of the New Year slot now, right, boys? Uh-huh. <laughs> Queen of the New Year, something in between that. Is it hard to get other? Is it hard for other actors on still game to the fact to get other jobs that they like type, typecasting? No, no, they're, they're doing great. I think Mark and Jane were in some big Peter Capaldi thing on uh, on Amazon. Right. That's the other thing as well. When we started out, you didn't have all these streamers. Yeah. It was practical. Aye. People barely had mobile phones when we started. You know, there was no Facebook, there was no Twitter when we started. Um, <laughs> And then, you know, so all these streaming services now, there's loads of opportunities. There's loads of shows getting filmed in Scotland and people come in from different countries to film things. They don't know fucking still game from Adam, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so Jane and Mark and everybody. Sanj, Jesus. Sanj was working with Armando Iannucci recently and he oh. did a thing in, called Avenue 5. Uh, so yeah, I mean, they're doing grand. What do you like to watch? What do I like to watch? What's the last thing I watched was Blackbird on Apple TV. Brilliant. Did you love, Did you love it? Aye. How good was it? Very good. Oh my God. It was well, <laughs> I watched Game of Thrones. I watched the new one. Black Buddy, the 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 the, the killer guy was a good actor. There, he was really. He was. He's a stand up. Oh, is he really? Yeah. That yeah he was just is, how he was able just to keep that same kind of level of tone yeah, 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 throughout yeah. the whole program. You right. seen Black Buddy? No, no, oh, you should. Eight, watch it. Eight episodes. Right. Eight episodes. Six episodes. Six but episodes. it doesn't. Once you watch the six, that's it. True story. It's done. Based on a true story. Based on a true story. White Lotus is good. Brilliant. White Lotus. They just finished it last night. How good is it? Seven brilliant. Are you on series two now? Finished. Just finished it last night. Oh, I've just started series two. I have only started. Episode one. Wait, tell me the ending. <laughs> tell me <laughs> <them> the ending. <laughs> Fucking rat. <laughs> what about comedies? What comedies do you like? I love Seinfeld. I love the Larry Sanders show. Uh, I love um, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Brilliant. Love that. I like I like American comedy. British comedy I love too. I, I love The Office. Thought it was terrific. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen... Uh, I don't know. I mean, there's so many fucking things to watch now, isn't there? There's oh, so many options, oh. but... <laughs> Benny watches that. Benny came to the Hydro. He saw you boys at the Hydro. Oh, eh? did he? Yeah, he was so much to watch on TV. Why why did you not come (laughs) on? I think you were fucking going to have me on and then you got Sanj on. Uh, (laughs) You wanted too much. You wanted too much money. You wanted too much. By the way, I didn't want too much money. You made one offer and I was like, I think we can go a wee bit higher. And I fuck him, get Sanj in. He went up for 50 quid. I took him the. I was like, oh, Sanj has got himself a gig. That's great. What, um, what advice would you give young actors coming through now? Um, I hold out for more money if you fucking open the door. You want to be an actor, don't you? I'd love to be an actor. Panto. No, I think I'm too good for Panto. Panto's almost. Uh, this could be. Oh, you, you fucking haven't even started. Know, You're too good for Panto. His wife is Panto. Are you Panto? No, no, listen. I love Panto. Because I know your wife's amazing. I just said that to have a laugh. I've got to be honest with you. Get an actor. I'm going to listen. I need that I'm going to finish yours. But I'll tell you this: you would love doing Panto. I love it. You you would absolutely love it. Grado does it. You know Jester as well. Jester was a wrestler, and now he's an actor. He's he works in the Scots with Robert Florence. One of them. He's a fantastic actor. Wrestlers make fantastic actors, by the way, because they're already they're sportsmen who can act. So if you want to get into acting, watch wrestling. Ah, Seriously, those guys are fucking artists, man. Didn't my dad do it? Naked wrestling. We did that a lot, but I don't know if that's. (laughs) Who was the boy that did the wrestling with Grado? Jason Jason Cummins. Well, oh my god, I. He's in the World Cup, man. He was in the Hydro. He came to the Hydro, and we had him dressed as the Joker. And the next day, he went to Dundee and got sacked. A year down the line, he ended up at. Australian World Cup. World Cup. 
That's how he ended up getting a move to Australia because he did the hydro us. Wow. And he got Dundee, Dundee let him go because of that. Never, he never told him he was going to do the hydro. Oh, really? They were training the next day, he came on the hydro, had a few drinks. Oh, and, and he lost they, his job? But then he ended up getting a move to Australia from it. Right, sliding doors. Amazing. Exactly. That's amazing. When every door closes and all the one opens. Wow. Well, have you ever had a sliding doors moment? Well, yeah, actually, because I, th I think when I came to, when I came to, from Canada in 1986, I was 16 years old and my dad, I had a teacher and she said, look, we can uh, get him billeted with a family if you want to let him stay here and finish his high school. And my mum and dad were like thinking about it. And my older brother was staying. He, he was starting university in Ontario. And I, I kind of wanted to stay because I was, I felt Canadian and I was like, well, this is, all my friends are here and all that. And it fell through and I, and I came home. So that was a sliding door moment. Right. If I, if, it, if I'd been six months older or even two months older or that decision had gone a different way, my whole family disappears. So like did you come back, back to, the future, to you know what I mean? yeah. Scotland yourself? On your uh, own? No, I, I came, yeah, I came to Scotland myself. My parents moved to London. I went to a school there and did, did A-levels for two years and then applied for university. Came up to Glasgow because I got in at Glasgow Uni. That's right. And I was desperate to go to Glasgow Uni because right. I was like, my granny lives down the road. You were the wrecked over there as well, huh? I was, I, that was great fun. Well, yeah. I know, I, I was three years. I bought a scooter because yeah, you got yeah, a scooter. Yeah. Bought a scooter, I used to go up there every day and fucking fix all the students' problems and stuff. Great, great fun. Thank you. Yeah. And sorry, last thing, your wife's an actress as well. She is. She's on Ballamore, isn't she? She's on Ballamore, yeah, she plays Miss How did you use me? We're, we met on a sketch show, uh, it was a thing called Retort in Scotland or something, and Jules was on that, and uh, we just hit it off. We ended up together. Super up. Aye. Sliding doors, right enough. Though, yeah, right? Sliding doors, aye. Which, um, sorry, I'll keep you because you've been outstanding. No, you're grand. I loved um, the Whacking Phoenix performance in Joker. I thought it was outrageous. Brilliant. So when you were up, who was your favourite, your inspiration to be an actor? Well, my son's called Chevy. And we named him after Chevy Chase. Well, I love Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase in Vacation. So the great Amazing. comedy actors like him. John Candy is a god because he's Canadian and yeah. fucking hysterical. I love him. Um, growing up, I guess I used to watch people like Robert De Niro and Al Pacino and all those guys. I, Al Pacino's better Robert De Niro. Do you Robert De Niro? Meryl Streep. He's got a great Robert De Niro. You say something. He's got a great Robert De Niro impression. I don't actually, I think Al Pacino's in a different league for Robert De Niro. Do you really? And I'll tell you why, and this is... No, it's a load of rubbish. That's one of the worst things you've ever seen. Can I give my... This Coke and Pepsi though, they're both dynamite. No, can I give my opinion on that? Do you know why? I think Al Pacino's played... So just shout to him, no, Al Pacino. Al plays so many different characters, right? Like what? No, like, so he's played two gangsters, so just say like Scarface and... What's it, the Godfather, Godfather uh, right? Godfather. But he's two, he's two gangsters in it and he's to, uh, completely two different gangsters in it. One's like Chuppy and one's Mercedes. Whereas I think Robert De Niro's it's that same expression all the time. Like, that might be brutal and, and terrible I'm saying that, but that's why I think Al Pacino edges it. But to be fair to Robert De Niro, if you look at Robert De Niro and Goodfellas and then there's something like Bad Grandpa. You're spot on. Totally different. <laughs> <laughs> He's completely different than Bad totally. Grandpa. <laughs> exactly the same, isn't it? <laughs> Is that us, boys? You're a massive fan. Have you got anything else to ask? I, mean, I could genuinely sit here all day. I'll come back. It's been good fun. I'll bring Aye. some more whiskey. Oh, it's been Do it again. Could we get a night in your house with Benny? You get a night in my house? Absolutely. Come, come on. here. Bring yeah. the bells. Bring <laughs> the bells in. What, Do you know what? My wife, uh, when she was doing Balamori, she got friendly with the Wiggles. Do you remember? You, have you heard of the Wiggles? Aye, aye, aye. Massive uh, touring itinerary. Yep. They tour all over the world. They fucking dynamite. They came to Glasgow and Jules and they messaged Jules and went, Do you mind if we come up your house and give maggoted? That's what they say for getting drunk. Maggoted. <laughs> Jules was like, Yeah, come on up. Right? And they, they, they came to the house, right? They went, Get the instruments out the car. Fucking ukuleles and, and uh, what do you call it? Accordions and everything. And they stayed till like four in the morning. And I was like, We gotta get these guys out of our house. This is, but they were fucking dynamite. Brilliant. But we're like, wow. They're not gonna leave. <laughs> Yeah, and we just That'll partied with him till about four in the morning. That'll be a spot. Come up to your room and get my getting. So you got to you got to stay till you got to stay till after four in the morning. Anthony Wiggle, man, you got to you got to top four a.m. Four a.m. You'll be there at four. 
Because um, you're not far from each other. You're West End. You're no, I'll sorry, where are you? I'll scoot up. You scoot up. But uh, part circus finishing. I would call it part circus. Me and my address, but people say finishing. But <laughs> some say Anderson as well. Some say Anderson. I would say that's completely lies. Um, just before you go, and this is the last one. If you've only got one last meal ever, what do you go for? <laughs> Dinner. Starter. Oh, that's a good one. Starter, main, and dessert. dessert. Okay. Okay. Easy. There must be something Scottish. It has to be. No, no, no. It's, it's buffalo wings to start. Oh, beautiful. What was the, the with the Frank no. sauce on it? With the Frank sauce. Frank right. sauce. Blue cheese, yeah. blue cheese dip. Blue cheese dip. Blue cheese. Yeah. The celery sticks. <laughs> yes. Bing, bing, bing. And then the main course is a hot dog. What? A fucking hot dog, man. Fully loaded. Oh. What? Fully loaded? Fried onions? No. 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 Raw onions. Raw. Oh. Fried. Raw onions. Uh, sliced Fried chilies. Uh, relish, the, ketchup, mustard, fucking. Right, Greg, you're liking you're liking Frank's hot sauce, buffalo wings. Yeah. Is there anywhere in Glasgow you've been that do good, Frank? Because I can't find any. I, I do them no, myself no. in my air fryer. Aye. Wow. Yeah, Are they they're, decent? They're, they're they're restaurant quality, my big man. Aye. Restaurant quality. Oh, we can have that at his party. Remember, go Frank's then, hot sauce. Oh, well, ask. I want to ask. Remember the was it the. Was it Patrick Thistle fans that were in your uh, in tune oh, that they were the man. best? Yeah. Harry Rags. They'd go on the Those characters, the Banter Boys, was written by Rab Christie, who was the guy that I was in the act with, another guy called Neil Warhurst. And Rab now went on to become a producer. He got into producing, he runs the comedy unit in the, in Mary Hill. So Rab wrote, he's a, he's a lifelong Thistle fan, and he wrote those characters. And he used to tell me stories about touring and going to see. Uh, you know, being in the away support and going down to the Queen of the South and stuff like that, and being like fucking thirty Thistle fans and stuff. He goes, "Greg, do you know what the difference is when you go to see Thistle or you go and see Celtic?" He says, "See when you shout at the players, he says you can, they can hear you." He says, "A boy shouted at our goalie one time, get a fucking haircut, goalie!" And the goalie went, "I got one on Thursday." And <laughs> 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 the guy was like, oh, "Fucking talk back to me." <laughs> oh, oh man, that's been my favourite show. Oh, it's been amazing. Better than Ford. Better than Ford's a hero, I know. But listen, Ford's a pussycat. Have him back on. He's a great guy. Don't talk about football. Remember the polar bear in the beaches? It's fucking a waste of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Watches for no chance. Send it to him. Will he watch this? I don't know. Have you got a message from him via his watch? No, he's a great guy, isn't he? Great guy. You want to say sorry to him? Or him no, to no, sorry to him. <laughs> sorry to me. <laughs> Greg Hempel, I'm going to I'm gonna have to watch it now. Sorry. Oh, I know, Aye. brilliant. Greg Hempel, Greg It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.